Welcome back to After a Few Podcast. The Buckeyes played so bad. We're going to break that down. We have the Beer of the Week brought to you by Columbus Brewing Company, NBA Talk, NFL. Here we go. How ridiculous. Is this guy serious right now? A little incoherent. What's happening? Throwing bangers out. OH! Here we go. All right. We're going to let uh, everybody know this episode is brought to you by Minuteman Tickets. We went and hung out with them on Tuesday. Had a fun time at the Blitz Bowling League. Uh, Scotty hooked us up. I'm telling you what, we played two games. I didn't play good. Scott played great. I played okay. I was I was okay with my performance, but the guys that we played were unreal. They, got, they were cheating. They had the uh, professional. He got like a special. He had his own ball that was what I it was crazy. They, they, were, they were awesome. So he let me try his ball. So I got to touch his balls. Um, <laughs> you enjoyed that, didn't you? The, the nice intern. Here, here's the thing about this. So uh, Scott goes here. Our intern's going to show up, and uh, he's going to play. I'm like, okay, who is it? Grant. Well, Grant's the guy that I communicate, like we communicate with, basically with uh, promotions and stuff. So it's funny. And Grant shows up about 35 minutes late. Oh, oh and Scott's like, oh, this is normal. Grant. He probably ain't even going to wear his polo. He was wearing his polo. Kid played good. Save, save the day with the polo. Fun time. They were out there. Uh, Minuteman Tickets gave away four Buckeye home openers. They're great guys. Give them a call, uh, 614-943-3000. We will be on campus, though, this Saturday, giving away some cool stuff. Actually, next Saturday for the Ohio State-Nebraska game. Um, So follow us on After a Few Pod. We got some videos we're going to be posting and giving some stuff away. So let's just dive right into it. Buckeyes, it's... It's hard to it's hard to take because it you know it's happened the past couple years and I feel like we we grow as a team because of this but this loss is still just the worst taste in my mouth and I can't I can't figure it out I can't figure out why our defense is so bad I can't figure out why our offensive scheme is so terrible how the one guy that could have beat us totally torched us it's bad. I mean, we talked about it last week, um, and we'll get into uh, rolling more, but, you know, it was basically exactly, I think, what everybody was afraid of happening. This game was, you know, the Iowa game from last year, and this was the best game that was poised to for us to lose in that fashion, and we did. I stand by what I said last week. We were the most overrated number two team that I can remember as being at number two in our history. We just... Need to find a cohesiveness. We we're just all over the map right now with everything. We don't really have an identity as a team. We haven't grown as much, um, gelled as much at this point in the season as we usually do uh, when we have a better year. And it was it was a tough loss to take because you know it wasn't just we didn't just lose by a field goal or whatever. Like we got beat bad. And hats off to the Boilermakers. They played a great game uh, coming in their house. And you know I think we should just quit playing night games. I think that would help. Ohio State doesn't have one night game at home this year. That's ridiculous. Yeah, they yeah. just for now that you said that, but they just made the uh, Nebraska game a a noon game. So it's yeah. like we're trying to get as far away from these night games as possible. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I going back to the offensive scheme. I guess what is your issue with the offensive scheme? We have no. We don't get any. Okay. 
We passed 73 times. Why did... But you because had to pass 73 we, times. Because our offensive line can, can get no push. Right. Our our play calling to get the running backs are, is so... We know. We know what's going to happen. It's like on first down, we go for it. We, we try to throw a pass, maybe incomplete, whatnot. And then it's like second down, we're going to run. They plug the hole, we get stopped. Then it's third down, now we're off the field again. It's like I felt like the defense, the first drive of the game... We stopped them, and I, I, looked at, I, I looked at you guys, and I'm like, uh-oh. Because it's like our offense can get going, but Haskins threw 73 passes. We had 25 carries for 76 yards. Haskins was five of the 25 runs. So Deber, or Weber and uh, Dob, Dobbins only got 20 carries. Total. Total, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you're playing from behind the whole game. You can't really do we anything. We were not playing from behind the whole game, though. You, the first here, here when yes, weren't you yes, playing we from were, behind? But when it was like four, when they only had like 14 points, we can still run the ball and control the clock, right? But we're we're going to go out there and we're going to hum it around the yard, which I'm fine with. But we don't give the run game a chance. We have to get the run game going, no matter what. If Isaiah Price does or Prince doesn't want to block, get him out. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I think that, I think coming out here in the future weeks, you'll see a lot more of the drive starting with runs. Because here in the past couple of weeks, it's been pass, pass, pass. Your well, first and, that's, drive. and quite frankly, that's what's going to set and, up your passing offense to be open, to be successful, right? Yeah. yeah. I, Ohio State. Their though, receivers, though, I mean, they're they're really good, but it comes back to the same thing with run, with the runs. You're no, you're not giving Haskins enough time to throw the ball. Yeah, but do you know why Purdue beat us? Because they had like two hundred or one hundred and seventy yards on the ground, and then they had like th- four hundred yards through the air. They were mixing it up. They had that Moore kid. They had that Moore kid coming in in motion every time, and whether we gave the ball to him or not. Or whether they gave the ball to him or not, we were thinking he had the ball. So then it's like he kills us, and then we think he's going to kill us, and then they kill us with another guy. It's just like we're in our own heads. We're playing man-to-man, okay? They put this guy one-on-one with a linebacker. Get out of here. That Are was, you kidding me? That was me? the biggest mismatch I think I've seen in college football this year. Yeah, I mean, but nobody <laughs> could guard him either. Sean no. Wade wasn't guarding him either. That's like, true. I mean, like... Yeah, didn't he didn't matter. want. To, he Wade was, didn't want no part of that. Nobody wanted any part of that dude at all. I mean, the kid was good. He was electrifying. So yeah, I mean, and, and all I just kept seeing was him picking up the Ohio State hat, throwing it down, and picking up the Purdue hat and putting it on. I mean, the the two biggest problems with this this Ohio State team, play calling aside, offensive line as we talked about, and the linebackers. Our linebackers are non-existent this year. But the defensive calls are making them non-existent. If we're playing a zone, if we're blitzing, they're existent, okay? No, I'm but, not just talking but about But when the, we're trying to guard great players, no, quick players... That. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about... Like, obviously, the matchup with uh, Rolando Moore on a linebacker, like, yeah, that's a huge... I know what you mean. They're not plugging the holes. They're not doing... Exactly. Yeah, They're not where they're supposed to be. That's if our point. safeties and our corners are making more tackles than them, we got a problem. Yeah. So... Justin just comes to me and says that Urban Meyer is plus 120 to not return next year for the Buckeyes. I, I mean, know. it's it's a good possibility. And and I want to know what, what you guys think, I guess, because I'm against this. So I want you guys to kind of defend the one 
the plus 120. Do you think it's stress issues? Do you think it's the media? Do you think it's even possible that he's even going to go? What's what what the heck? I mean, I think like you get everything that's compiled this year, then you lose a game after, you know, you were out when you beat a bit, a good TCU team at the time, okay? You come back and you've been you haven't been playing well. Yeah. So is it something with within the system? Is it something in the locker room? Is it go up higher than the football team? Does it go to the AD? Does it go, you know, where does it all lead to? Right. So, but no, I don't think this is anything like a Florida deal with him. But um, yeah, I could definitely see, I could definitely see him leaving and Ryan Day taking over. God forbid. Um, I don't. I don't think. He's leaving. I think, like you said, it's not a Florida situation. It's a completely different situation. Yeah, we all know the situation that we dealt with with him uh, being suspended, whatever, for the first few games this year. And I don't really want to talk about that anymore. But I don't think that there is enough of a reason... From there, unless there is legitimately other forces at work here somewhere in the administration, which is possible, I don't think it's going to be a situation where Urban's not going to leave of his own volition. Like they right. would have to force him out. Yeah, I, yeah, I think. I think. But the other flip side of this, this comes out after Ohio State gets beat. Okay, to me, also, this is ESPN just trying to down the bucks even more. You mispronounced that. It's SECS. Yeah, it's so. But I mean. I mean, is it, you know, kick them while they're down, it's almost like yeah. right now, you know? And and you're just causing more controversy, you know, because they do know, ESPN still knows, Ohio State still should make the playoffs if they went out. Yeah, and and the fact that ESPN says, is basically st- saying stuff against that is ridiculous. The fact that ESPN reports, they you know, it's like, oh, the blowout, oh, whatever. Listen, people were saying that we were going to lose this game. Now, I didn't believe it. I, You know, it's these... What is it, money? It's them trap games, bro. Exactly. <laughs> it's them trap games. I'm done talking about it. Urban ain't leaving. The dude's lost like seven or eight games. Get over it. Yes, there's controversies. Yes, whatever, whatever. But Ryan Day, we are not going to choose Ryan Day over Urban Meyer. Plain fact of the matter. If that, if it comes down to that, Ryan Day is no going to be like. I'm done talking like about Luke it. Fickle I'm all done. Over again. Let's. I'm getting over the loss. We're going to present the favorite segment, Beer of the Week. And I did. You picked it. I did bring the Beer of the Week, so I'm going to, I guess, introduce this. Columbus Brewing Company Thunder Lips. I tell you what, we got a, uh, what is that thing? It's an experimental pale ale. This could be bad. Now, here's here's a trivia question for, for either one of you. Where does the name Thunder Lips come from? Thunder thighs. Well, there's a what is this? Thunder lips. This has to come from like a circus thing, right? No. Yikes! This smells really elephant not very Dumbo. Good. I don't know. Why did I pick this? The uh, the thunder lips that I'm referring to is actually Hulk Hogan's character wrestling character's name in Rocky Three. Fun fact. Hmm. Thunder lips. But that's that's how they got this. Check it out. I don't know if that's how they oh. got it. That's just <laughs> boys. This ain't <laughs> bad. It's not bad. It's acquired taste. You you like you I'm like not, this? This is a seven. What's wrong eight, with seven point eight? I'm not even kidding. This is good. I've uh, this is better than the last one. This is almost an eight. I, actually, I'm am just, I, are you are you like is this? 
are your taste buds being affected in a way where we're turning you into like a a, a beer snob or like a kind of an IPA guy? Because this I, is a pretty hoppy pale ale. I think it's like one of those things. It's like, um, it's this sympathy pregnancy thing that's going on with me. So I'm tired because Ashley's tired. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just playing. What that does card. that have to do with your with your taste in beer? I'm just saying, like, like her ma- taste buds. Like she wants her taste peanut butter ice cream. So you want IPAs? Is Very, that what it is? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> You never know. That's my philosophy. I didn't know your taste buds could have a sympathy change for pregnancy. That's a new one. I'm just saying that could be a very good possibility. But I do like this beer, Columbus uh, Brewing Company Thunder Lips. I would recommend giving it a try. It's it's pretty good. I've had it before, so yeah, I'd uh, I don't know. I give it like seven point five eight probably. Well, you got money. I'm on the lower end. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> It's not that I don't like it. So I'm not Bush Light is a fan. nine. It's it's different. what's this compared to a Bush Light? If Bush Light's a nine, this is a fourteen. But oh uh, <laughs> no, it's no, I'd like probably that. do like a six just for the pure. That's yeah, but you're a, but you're a I'm, I'm I'm more of porter a porter and, guy. I'm yeah, a, yeah. I'm I like them dark and thick. So <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, let's this get is a to family friendly yeah. show. <laughs> let's let's get to the NBA. The Cavs have started zero uh, and four. I think it was kind of. Uh, Colin Sexton, you know, he's coming to the league. He's a rookie. He's young. Their their best player, their most experienced player, Kevin Love. What's he doing? You know, he's kind of at the end end game of his career. Yeah, um, he's kind of worked his way. He's not really banging down low anymore. He's kind of out shooting threes. Kind of a pick and pop guy now. He's not getting twenty two boards like he was in uh, Minnesota or wherever he was. Where where was he? Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. All I'm saying is the team they're going to they're going to eventually I think they're going to make some trades. I think they're going to get some guys, but right now I I don't think Who they, would want to come to Cleveland though? Who are they going to get to come to Cleveland? I think they're going to get a little bit I think they're going to get better this year. I I think they're going to get better. They're going to make a trade to get somebody. I mean, heck, I watched the Atlanta Hawks last night. They hit like 15 threes. Trey the, Young had like 11 or something. Like something crazy. So this Prince guy, I've never even heard of like two of these guys in my life. And they were like wet in threes all over the place. It was crazy. But NBA's back in full swing. Rajon Rondo, Chris Paul got in it the other night. Lakers played the uh Lakers played the Rockets on Saturday night. And I'm telling you what, uh James Harden goes down the lane, does his Euro step push off BS. Brandon Ingram falls back. He he's about tired of it. He gets elbowed right in the chest, comes back. Comes back, pushes Harden. Well, here comes Rondo and Chris Paul. Rondo must have spit in his face. Chris Paul starts throwing, and then people, everybody. No, Paul stuck his finger in like his face. Stuck his finger. Rondo threw the first punch. So it's like a mob scene out here. A couple, about ten games suspension for all of the guys. About it was like four, 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 four and three or something. So, I mean, the NBA is back in full swing. Lakers. Do you like that though? Do you like to see that, or do you think no, that no? But I like to see it between those two teams because LeBron controversy is good controversy, and especially with the basically the second or third best team in the NBA, and in and they're in the same conference now. I think it's on, and they're best friends, so you know they got blood. Lakers started zero three, finally won a game last night. Beat the Suns. Um, yeah, Ooh. I mean, whoop de doo But LeBron is looking good. I think the team is looking better than I thought. Honestly, I think they're just a young, quick, they're going to move the ball, they're going to score a lot of points, and they're not going to play any defense. Right. 
And that I, I, I think they're going to win a lot of games in the West playing that style. But at the end of the year, I think it's going to come back to bite them in the butt when they play a lockdown defensive team like Boston, if you if they ever get to, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I think the East is more of a defensive, and the West is just a gun. Running gun. I mean, Curry had 51 last night. In three quarters. Right. Ridiculous. Yeah, they had 100 points between Curry, Thompson, and Durant. Yeah. Um, Raptors start 5-0 and with Kawhi. I... You know, I don't really get to watch them a lot. I watched them one game, and I felt like Kawhi was feeling more comfortable, though. He, he felt like he kind of wanted to take over the game and kind of... Uh, I, I don't really care what the media says about Kawhi. Yeah, maybe he didn't want to play in the Spurs. Maybe they treated him bad, whatever the case may be. He's got a fresh start in Toronto. He's got a year to prove that basically he wants to be there or he, he can compete. Guy's good. He's in the East, though, too. So you're yeah. you're taking the one of the top five players in my opinion and putting them in the east with not a lot of with just the celtics and uh well i mean it well now you can say it's kind of wide open i mean there are some good contenders but yeah i don't know but the west the nuggets the pelicans they're only two unbeaten teams in the east raptors bucks and pistons they're at the top uh, fun fact stat, uh, the the Bulls, Zach Levine, and the Hornets, Kemba Walker, averaging 35 points after about a week. Pretty crazy. I mean, uh, Kemba, I, I feel like when he got drafted, I feel like he was kind of like the, like just kind of learning, kind of getting, getting in his groove. And now I think he's just like kind of becoming the man. Yeah. And I think he's found a home. I, I mean, yeah, he hasn't left or anything, but I think like he's, he knows where he's at. He knows his role now and he's obviously he's fine with it. Huh. I, you know, I seen that last year. Levine, Levine played out of the world last year too. Yeah. I mean, he's, Dude, that boy can jump. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, you seen that with, where, where'd he start with Minnesota, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, yep. so so according to CBS Sports, uh, last team or last season, teams average 106.3 points. That number is now up seven points per game just after a week. But last season, a team scored 140 points in 13 games. This year, it's already happened five times. So I'm gonna say the defense. I I, I really think we're gonna start to see an NBA that does not play defense. Um, I don't know, dude. The NBA season though is just long. Okay, you know, I can like, agree with that. You know, like I don't care what you say. Defense takes a lot of effort. You know, and you're playing against ain't nobody got time for that, right? So, like at the beginning of the season, I I think it'll start trickling down once you get into you know when they're fighting for their playoff spot. So yeah. So uh, do want to ha- get your opinion quick on a on a weird little story. So we talked with uh, Ty Neal, the Canton Charge. Assistant coach the other day, uh, Darius Baisley just signed a deal with New Balance. He's not, uh, he decided not to go to Syracuse. He gets a shoe deal worth possibly $14 million with New Balance. Okay. So he gets $1 million guaranteed and possibly $14 million over the life of the contract with all the written in crap. He's getting automatically, when he gets drafted next year, which he's going to by the G League, $200,000 a year. He will be able to enter the NBA draft next year. Now, do you credit this to the NCAA not wanting to pay student athletes? Or do you credit people like kids that are just trying to get to the pros desperately? Or three, give it up for LeBar Ball's league. 
No, don't give it up for LeVar Ball. That's the dumbest thing you've ever said. Right. I think this goes back, I said it probably last year too. The NBA is failing these players, in my opinion. They, they're not, they're not setting. If the kids are ready to play in the NBA, let them play. I don't understand why they have to go to college. You know, let the kids. I don't know. In my opinion, you're getting paid to go to college. Still, you're getting a full ride scholarship. So, I don't know. I think the NBA needs to figure this out where they can somehow. I don't know. They got to let them think, into the league. I don't think that we're just going to see this from college basketball to the NBA. I think we're going to start seeing this from college football to the NFL. We've seen it with Bosa. He is done at Ohio State. He's not even coming back. Yes, he's not even coming back to the team. He's going to go basically get ready to get paid in the NFL. I mean, quite frankly, I'll, I'll tell you where the problem is here, and it's the NCAA. Now, do I believe that college athletes should be paid no and i've voiced my opinion on that before i agree with you money when you say that they're getting a scholarship to go to the school um and so they're getting paid in that way now is it millions of dollars no it's not but the problem is the ncaa is happy to sit there and line their pockets with all the money basically exploiting these kids yeah for that so when you have an option between Going to college. Well, I mean, when you're a when you're a top tier, even you know, borderline top tier professional athlete or prospective, prof- um, you know, going into college. What do you What are you gonna do? Like in the, in the situation with with in, Bosa, like why in, Why in would the, you risk that? Like, what benefit are you getting out of that when you can go on and have the rest of your life set for you? Right. I totally one hundred percent agree with Bosa's decision. I just want to get that clear. Second. Basically, I don't agree with the no, fact him leaving the team. I I think that's and, some BS. And I think I think it's a bigger thing than that because you have to look at it from his perspective because you would probably do the same thing. No, I I'm okay like I'm okay with him not coming back. I am completely fine with that. But at the same point, the university paid for that paid for his surgery, right? Right. Well, listen. No, no, they no, no, no. owed yes. him that. They owed him. That. Why do they owe him that? You know how much money they made off of him the first two years he would play. Okay. So you're telling me the kid can't come and stand on the sideline and support the other guys that he came up with? Listen to me. People play in the NFL on a practice squad for five years so they can get lifetime benefits and don't have to work. So what he did for the university for a year and a half, whether it was a month, whether it was a year and a half, he made them more money than what they paid for whatever surgery. I promise you that. I mean, uh, the problem with this entire system is it just goes back to the NCAA. I don't care what sport you're talking about, you know, basketball, football, whatever, but in any sport where to enter uh, the professional level, you, you have to spend a certain amount of time, in college, a year, two years, whatever it is, depending on the sport, what is that serving to do? So what are they going to the college level for? They're certainly not going there to get an education. Who's going there to get an education? They're not. They're going there to show their stuff and get drafted higher and get in a a professional deal. Here's the the thing with the NFL and the NCAA. About 80 guys make the team on a D1 team, okay? If you're in a D2 team your odds are even worse in a d3 you know what i'm saying right so in a d1 setting you got 80 guys okay per team there's what 226 
200 and some. So do that math. That's a crazy amount. How many people actually get to the NFL? Now, think about the dum-dums that go to college that are great players, all Americans, that get busted with drugs, guns, whatever, whatever, whatever. They get kicked out of school. Then they're like, you know, they're not on the radar for anymore. Then you got the other guys that prove themselves that are that are good, that are really good. Then you have the guys that are trying to be good, that are like on the border. They give it their all. You know what I'm saying? There's those guys like that. So it's it's going to be a competition. Like no matter what, people want their money. But what they're doing in the NFL or what they did, what Bosa did, I'm okay with. What this kid is doing is going to change the game. I'm telling you right now, he just turned down a college scholarship to go play in a G League, which he's already basically doing anyway. This is all he's doing. He, all he's doing is he played high school hoops. He goes to class and. He plays AAU all day. So so you can get into the G League without going to college? Yes. Okay, then that's that's fine. So New Balance is paying this 18-year-old kid a million dollars guaranteed. He can make up to $14 million. And basically they're saying, don't go to school. Here's a million. And then you sign, when you get drafted, because he will get drafted, and then when you get drafted, then you get a 200k bonus then he's probably going to go play overseas or go work on his game with an nba trainer go to the draft it's it's going to change the game because i think more people are not going to go for one and dones yes you can go to duke yeah you but know, that's you know what that's I'm all i'm saying if if there's a system in place that doesn't have to make these or they don't have to go to college i'm fine with that okay like if they can go into the g league that's I'm okay with that. I just can't wait to see what the NCAA does to kind of combat this because they're going to be losing money off I of don't these. Think so, if if enough people do this, they will. There's I don't if, I don't think there's going to be if they keep giving people. million dollars away. You tell me how many how people many are, companies can give that kind of money away. New Balance just gave a million. I understand that. But, you know how much New Balance? You know how much Nike's worth? Okay, but look Ad, how much Adidas. You know, look how much money they have already wrapped up in people. All it, takes, me, all it takes is a call me, from Kanye. All this it takes to me is a call is, from the That owners. to me is just New Balance trying to like corner like a younger market again. Well, well that's yeah. what it's a it's a it's a I great mean, business move. Right. So like I'm saying, how much money can New Balance just we'll say New Balance, how many players can they give a million dollars to if he can get up to fourteen million? I think a lot more than you see you what think. I'm saying. I think a lot more than you think, and they can do it on credit. If somebody wants to sign with New Balance, I mean I'm guaranteeing they're gonna. They're I mean, gonna do it I, credit. I agree. You're gonna see more of this too because these kids are gonna want to get paid, right? And they're not going to college anyway. I agree. I don't have a problem with the system being there. Yeah. You know, if you're not gonna go, in my opinion, if you're not gonna go to college to get an education, then forget about it. Because no matter what happens, like in your career, at, at least these guys are getting paid right away. I, I will say that. Like, at least you have some money. You need to be smart with it. But God forbid, like, you get your guaranteed money and then you get hurt. Right. Like, that money's not going to last forever. You're screwed. Yeah. Right? So, my opinion has been and, and always will be that they you should absolutely 100% college athlete, whatever, if you're a prospective professional athlete, doesn't matter. You need to have some sort of education to fall back on. Then, in that yeah. Event. Then all your money is going to a college tuition. Plus, you're probably going to be, you know... In debt, you're gonna get your house taken away from you. I mean, the, these guys here—they're not gonna have any idea what to do with this money. You're 18 years old. Guess what? This kid's out doing probably right and now, and that's yeah. the biggest problem. I do with agree this. with that. Uh, if you get a chance, go check out Darius Miles' story. He was 
I mean, one when I was back in high school, I I remember the the double tap on the head, man. That thing was was the bomb back then. And uh, the story that he just put out, him and Quentin Richardson, really good article. Read it. I mean, it shows you like you give millions of dollars to kids. You give private jets. You go out there to L.A. What can happen? I mean, just imagine having ten million dollars when you're 18 years old. I mean, for God's sakes, I'm 28 and I don't know what I would do with $10 million. Now, I wouldn't lose my mind, but if I was 18 and I had $10 right. million... You're smarter now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, you can't... I, I would I, never willingly give an 18-year-old what $10 I would million. Do, what would you do with $10 million right now? What would I do with $10 million? I... I don't even right. ten million. I don't even know. Okay, right now, what right would now. I do? Yep, at my age, you just got. Here, I here. would invest it. Okay, because me at eighteen, dude, I'm partying. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. I'm I'm spending a million dollars in a week. I am <laughs> keeping a million dollars in my bank account, and I'm giving eight. I'm I'm taking eight million dollars and pu- giving it to somebody where I cannot touch it forever. Oh, that seems reasonable. Yeah, I or mean, until I'm like fifty, I would I would move. I would sell this house and, and move into like not a mansion, like not anything ridiculous. Like it wouldn't even be worth like a million dollar house, but like right, an, and you a wouldn't nice work. House. And and you know what I'm saying? I then, would work when I wanted to, but <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's a different lifestyle. Ten million only gets you so far, though. It yeah, would exactly. It like, would. You got to invest like a solid at least half of that to be all right well the world series is going on boston is uh up 2-1 they took a 2-0 lead last night with a 4-2 win um david price six innings three hits two earned runs they're hitting the ball they're pitching well and i and i really and this bueller kid he's young for the dodgers they're going back to la what do you think i don't do I don't. Do you think, think actually? Let me let me propose it this way, and then you guys can answer. Do you think the warmer weather? So we're playing in like sweatshirts over here, and then we're going to go out and. Do you think it'll matter? That's the dumbest thing you've ever said in your life. I'm telling you, it might. That's a dumb question for L.A. people. These guys are professionals. I don't care. You put some cold weather on me. I'm I'm losing. No, focus. I don't. I don't think the weather is really going to have any impact on it. All. I mean, I can see the argument being made for. LA being a West Coast team or whatever, but for God's sakes, you start the season in April and you're traveling all over the place anyway, so it's not like they're, you know, not conditioned to be able to handle um, that. I just think that Boston is flat out the best team in baseball. They've got the offense, the pitching is working right now. Like you can't stop them, and I don't think that going to LA is going to matter at all for for LA. And I, I think that um, Boston sweeps them in four games. They're going to be your World Series I, champions. Yeah, I, I think LA takes one game maybe, um, but it would yeah, have to but, be at home though. If they do, yeah, right. Boston is just so good. Um, they're they're bats like you said. They're explosive. They, I looked last night. It was like the fifth inning. I'm like, oh, base is loaded. Then next thing you know, they're up. Four two. So and and that's the other thing. Not only do they hit, they are great with uh, hitting with runners in scoring position and, and manufacturing those runs. It's it's unreal. Right? Yeah, and then I mean, you can just tell everything's working for Boston because even the manager pinch hits last night in like the seventh or the eighth inning. Dude hits a three run bomb and basically seals it eight to four. I mean, they're up five four, but it's like they can't make a bad decision. Yeah. So, but. You got David Price. Who pitched the first game for him? Dude's nasty. I have no idea. 
I honestly forgot it started this yeah. quick. <laughs> so, well, this is what baseball but, does to you because it like wears me out because I'm a Reds fan. So the first like two and a half, three weeks are are all in. Well, hell, baseball is over in March then, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then it's like, then it has to bring me back in with the October and I just never got back into it. I mean, I watched a little bit of it last night just to kind of say I watched it, but. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a huge baseball fan. Even I can't keep up for that like i'll keep tabs on the indians but, like how they're doing but i don't watch but i will game. say that they are uh they are saying that baseball attendance is way down baseball Has viewership is way down so it you know the game needs the speed up in my opinion because some of the no don't get no don't, don't get me started no, i know i knew no, that was gonna happen i knew that i was started. joking i was that joking. is just kids these days gotta go they want it now all right, whatever. You what? can, yeah. You, you're right. It's instant gratification. I'm not getting into this discussion with you, because I'll be here all night. Right. That's why I did. I, I but that is 100 percent wrong. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, we're moving on to NFL. Um, quick stat for you here. So I was looking at this really from uh, honestly came up with a stat from like a fantasy football football perspective because I was looking at my team, looking at other teams in our league, and. Uh, the running back situation this year. Now, running backs are always hot commodities every year, right? But this year, currently, today, on the injury report, there are 22 running backs throughout the league on the injury report. And Scott drafted five of the 22. Incorrect. Uh, <laughs> but 22, like, does that does that not seem like a crazy, crazy amount? Like, I haven't looked up stats for the previous years, but... Does it not seem like there have been a lot more running back injuries this year than Yeah, but the injury past? report doesn't mean they're not going to play. But I know, but I'm talking about the majority of these yeah. are like guys that have been out, you know, at least multiple weeks. Some of them included guys on IR like you get, uh, Marshawn I mean, Lynch and You Devon get Freeman. like a a good running back every year that like tears ACL, he's out for the year or something and then it's like you get, you know, people getting banged up for sure. Um it's kind of hard right now because a lot of teams especially in fantasy football are going to like a more two back offense like they got two or three depending yeah exactly so it's like they got um a first down second down back and then they got like a third down pass back right so it's like especially in ppr leagues you got to find the mix you got to find the guy that's getting the 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 touches basically like if he's getting passes thrown at him i'm okay with that just being as good as a run you know what i'm saying yeah so it's like is if the guys on the field the most that's that's the guy I like to play, but it's like my guys are on the field and then they like, well, and, and break a toenail and they're out for the game in the first play. You're right. The the game has changed in that way. Um, well, let, let's let's just get to the top. Listen, there is there is a crazy differences. We we've, we've been looking at these fantasy football stats, and we're not going to toot up our teams. I I mean, even though we could. nobody wants to hear about our team. No, our, no, te- our teams actually in our league aren't even good enough to start talking about anyway right yeah so we're gonna go over the top five in each category i want to give i want i want to think or i want you guys to tell me do you think is it going to get better or stay the same or do you think it's going to get worse top five in the quarterbacks pat mahomes did you believe that would happen off the start absolutely not nobody did no no i the way they're utilizing their weapons is crazy. It's insane. They, they have it the, figured out. They have the most offensive weapons it, of any it team. Is, it is crazy that they figured that out so early and they've been able to sustain it. So Matt Ryan is in second place 
in quarterbacking points in a PPR league with 183 and they can't score touchdowns. Yeah, if they figure out how to put it in the end zone. Look out. Yes. Yeah. Phillip Rivers, all he does is throw to Keenan Allen and swing passes to Melvin Gordon. He is in third. So he And what's his name? Tyrell Williams now too. I mean, it Phil Rivers looks like he's back when he had like one kid. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Phil Rivers. <laughs> that boy that boy went back about ten years. I mean, Phil's already always been slinging it, so I'm, that doesn't surprise me that much. But you're right. I mean, he's still just Tell me about this surprise. Number four, Andrew Luck. Yeah, they don't really have a running game, though. Also not surprised. They don't have any receivers. Well, <laughs> they I mean, got they, T.Y. Hilton, that's got it. Hilton, that's it. I mean, you, Chester Rogers is okay. Never um, heard of him. No, you never heard any of these guys before T.Y. Hilton got hurt, so there's your point right there. Right. But last week was Marlon Mack's first week back, had an explosive game. Do I think he's going to keep up that type of production? No, but yes, it has helped Andrew Luck up until this point in the season that their running game has been more or less not existent, and or you had um, Naheem Hines, who was a passing back, so Luck was getting stats over that as well. So Kirk Cousins coming in at fifth, and I want to propose a question. So Scott, uh, me and Scott were talking about his fantasy team. We're talking about Scott's fantasy team one time. He has a game coming up this week. Um, he is thinking about starting Kirk, or he's thinking about starting Jameis Winston over Kirk Cousins. You got to explain yourself. So it's Jameis Winston. Uh, first of all, it's Jameis Winston's playing Cincinnati. Kirk Cousins playing New Orleans. New Orleans game can go one of two ways. A, I think New Orleans' pass rush is better. You not you're going to say I'm an idiot, but I think that their pass rush is better. And Minnesota has not been good at keeping Kirk protected this year. He's had what like four forced fumbles or something like that getting hit, and I don't know how many sacks. It's been ridiculous. So. It's basically a calculated risk as to how many times are they going to get in the backfield him. Latavius Murray's been playing well. How much are the Saints offense going to go high flying in the air? Because they haven't been doing that recently since Mark Ingram came back. You know, they've been pounding the ball with him, um, getting a lot of yards in the running game and just doing a traditional ground and pound football game. On the flip side, Tampa Bay has zero running game whatsoever. They're going to have to start Ronald Jones this week, it sounds like, as Peyton Barber's out with whatever because they wouldn't disclose his injury. Um and all Jameis does is sit back there and sling the ball and then scramble out of the pocket. Cincinnati has been so susceptible to quarterbacks this this year, giving up passing yards. It's insane. Their defense isn't good enough to contain it. They've given up over 300 yards, I think, in four out of the last five weeks against opposing quarterbacks. That's my justification for starting Jameis But Cincinnati past couple of weeks as well, they've played Pat Mahomes. True. They're playing the Steelers. Um, dude, they still got but, uh, Sam Sam Hubbard still in the backfield, but, living in the backfield. But you also have to think about it this perspective of I don't think the Saints are going to put up enough points on uh, the Vikings. I think the Vikings win that game. I want the team. I want the quarterback that's playing from behind. I and think it's just humming it. I think Sean time. Payton goes back to the humming. I think you he think has. So? I think he has to. I mean. Look like how much look yeah. how much success you were having without when Mark Ingram wasn't there. Yeah, Ingram's True. good. Once you get down inside, you know the five ten. Yeah, let him. I agree pound. with that. I I really think Peyton. If he doesn't do that, he needs fire. Well, it depends on your like, it depends on your matchup too. Right. But I agree with you. Like they've completely changed the style. Of the so I I think I think the Saints aired out a lot this year or this this week, and in turn, you know, the Vikings aren't going to have a choice but to do that as well. 
I agree with that. So uh, moving on to the running backs, top five, and I'm just going to run through these quick and just I, I want to talk about the point differential quick. Top five, Todd Gurley, obviously, uh, Saquon Barkley, Melvin Gordon, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt. Those are your top five. Actually, we're going to throw in a top six. James Conner, number six. Uh, <laughs> so those are your top guys. Okay, Todd Gurley in a PPR setting has 208 points your number two pick david johnson has 97 points tj yeldon has 110 points in a, in a ppr setting though right james white has 137 again in a ppr setting what i'm saying is there is there is a difference between these offenses. Like the player can be great. David Johnson is great. His system sucks. He's not being utilized properly, and I'm hoping that that's going to change with uh, the change in offensive coordinator this year. If you looked at the stat, um, I was looking at this the other day. The percentage of runs that he has run between the tackles up the middle is insane it's something like 80 percent of the runs 80 or 90 percent or something ridiculous that he's run have been up the middle up the middle up the middle and he's a great passing back when he was great two years ago he was great in space once you got him in space he'd make guys miss he's not your traditional running up the gut um bell cow kind of guy he's a strong back he can do that but you can't run him like that every time Looked at that. I saw a graph of his runs over the season compared to Melvin Gordon's before he got hurt from a few weeks ago. I mean, Melvin Gordon's are all over the place. They're getting him in space. They're running stretches. You know, they're throwing him hit passes and whatever. And you, you just can't do that. It's just a clear um, situation where their weapons are not being used correctly in Arizona. Okay with that. So we're going to move on to the receivers. Um, Justin, explain this to me. Adam Thielen, number one. Yeah. Tyreek Hill, number two. OBJ, number three. Hopkins, number four. So OBJ, Hopkins, I, I'd throw them in anywhere. Um, where's Julio? Where's AJ? Julio's just right down there. It's just. Where's Antonio? Yeah. Listen. Julio didn't have any touchdowns. That's why yep, it's not up there. there. Emmanuel Sanders for the Broncos is number five. There might be a problem. No, I don't ever doubt Case Keenum. <laughs> All right, yeah, he's a proven winner. No, but I, I don't know. Do you think here? Here's a question: Do you think Diggs offsets Thielen enough? Do you think their other weapons offset this guy enough, or do you think Thielen is literally the real deal? Do you think I think Thielen's the real deal? One because he is a Minnesota guy, and he was what a he was what a D two player as well, or a low D one something like chip, that. Chip, chip, chip. So I mean, Thielen has is playing for more than himself, I think. You know, he's playing for the city of Minnesota. He's He was probably a Vikings fan growing up, you know. And, yeah, I, I think he offsets. I think Diggs really offsets him. And that's why, like, I love Diggs. But you, You've got yeah. two wide receiver ones on that team. Yeah. Like, 100%. Like, yeah. who the hell do you cover in that situation? Right. And you got Rudolph at tight end. Yeah, I mean, and he's nasty. I mean, they they got a flat but, out squad. So but Rudolph, but Rudolph, I don't think has really done much this year either. No. So. And you know what the difference is in Thielen this year? Why Thielen is your number one receiver in the league? Why? Kirk Cousins. That's why. Well, no kidding. He was good last he, year. Case Keenum was good. Case Keenum <laughs> took him to the playoffs. I just want to hear you say how good Case Skull. Keenum was again. 
Skull. Yeah. Case Keenum, all right? He, yeah. he led the Skull chant, the best but they should have, <laughs> But they should have never made it to the uh, whatever. So the tight end position has basically literally fell off the Been map. Been a crapshoot. Zach Ertz, uh, number one. Travis Kelsey, number two. Eric Ebron from Indianapolis, number three. George Kittle from San Francisco, number four. Jared Cook. It's like... You can't really ever pick. Gronk is down on the list. Jimmy Graham, I thought he would be a lot better with Green Bay. He's kind of struggled. He's questionable. I mean, he's been decent recently. Jordan Reed, I have him on my team personally. He has played terrible. Eifert got hurt, terrible injury. Um, It's just a bad. Greg Olson, he got hurt. It's people are like falling off the map. And I. A lot of injuries. It's it's a tough position right now. I think I think well, to manage. Well, and look at uh, your top teams there, right? Travis Kelsey aside, they're what Philadelphia, Indianapolis, Oakland, and San Francisco. And San Francisco, how good are those teams doing? Right, right. You need a safety outlet. It's got to go somewhere, right? Like yeah. they can't manufacture offense any other way. You can argue Philadelphia with Alshon Jeffrey as of late since they've had him. Yeah, but Zach Ertz, 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 Ertz is Ertz, nasty. But, yeah, he might be nasty, but he's been getting a lot of garbage catches too at the end of games. True. <laughs> yeah, but they get the offense started with him. I'm telling you because they think. Yeah, that, but I watched. I, don't, I forget what game it was, but. That dude got like five catches with under a minute left to go. I'm like, all right, man. Like, so complain he's is, not on your team. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's garbage though. Yes. I tell you what. Um, the kicking game. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about the woes. Might as well pull a kicker out of a hat. Right. I mean, we we're, we've talked about the woes. Like people are getting fired over this over this gig. People can't make extra points anymore. Um, and you've got guys getting hurt. The best kickers in the league have been hurt this year. Start out with Zerline. Matt, Matt Bryant's hurt now. Yeah, and like Vinatieri's questionable. Vinatieri's missing extra points. Like, what is going on in the league? And it's there's no one else to pick up. Maybe they should protect the kickers a little bit. Oh yeah, <laughs> here <laughs> no, we go. But, um, let's throw more <laughs> flags. All right. Well, let's get to money's funnies and get out of here. So. Um, how I'm ever in charge of hiring at my job is beyond me, but oh, <laughs> had had a person apply the other day, and I'm you know scrolling through his stuff, reading his resume. On this kid's resume, I kid you not, he goes, I've helped lead my JV and varsity basketball teams to many wins, and I've mastered a jump shot that can never be blocked. <laughs> what I mean, how do you even... You hire that kid. Yeah. You the, hire that the boy. The thing about it, though, spot. I can't even interview him because he failed a test. <laughs> no, no. So here's here's what you do. So that's just the resume, right? Like you haven't interviewed him or anything? No, I he, can't interview him. He didn't pass his skills. Oh, <laughs> well, that's unfortunate because what you do is you set a hoop up out in the parking bring, lot. I just bring a ner- nerf hoop in and be like, all right. And you say, all right, let's see this jump shot. I bet I can block it. <laughs> if you can get around me, then, you know, you get the job. Oh, man. But I could. I, I never <laughs> thought I would see where a person put on their resume people. said, I have mastered the jump shot that nobody can block. I mean, that's straight up from how I met your mother. You ever seen that episode where Marshall's got like the slam dunk champion on his resume? And... It, it, it's, it's so ridiculous, but I would have hired that boy. I, I wouldn't even have made him take the skills. Of I course just said, you would. I would have just said, all right. You gotta, you gotta. What J? would you do though if he walked in just like the clumsiest kid in the world, and you? How would you react to that? 
I would be like, okay, we're going to the new Albany gym right now, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat you twenty nothing. Oh man! But hey, it was a fun episode. Uh, pretty informative, I guess. Uh, check out Minuteman tickets six one four nine four three three thousand. Check us out on Twitter after a few pod. Uh, like, rate, subscribe on iTunes, Google. Um, check us out after a few pod dot or after nope. a few dot com. After a few dot com. Thanks, Scott. Yep. Uh. Bye.